0: Here live on Radio Row with Drew Brees. Drew, thanks for a few minutes. Yeah, of course. You're joining us on behalf of FedEx, the Air and Ground Players of the Year. As yeah. someone that covers the 49ers and a 49ers fan, please tell me you have good news for me.
1: I do have good news for you, actually. Um, but this is uh, this is an awesome campaign that, that FedEx has been doing for a long time now. I actually had the great pleasure of, of winning the FedEx Air yes. Award four times, um, which is the most along with Peyton Manning um, in my career. And I'm very pleased to announce that the uh, FedEx Air and Ground players this year are both San Francisco 49ers, yeah, let's go. Brock Purdy uh, through the air, and Chris McCaffrey on the ground. Um, so, hopefully, that's also a little bit of foreshadowing yes. as to the game on Sunday. But uh, as a part of this, actually, FedEx will be donating $20,000 to each of those guys to be able to donate to the HBCU of their choice, which would go to scholarship programs for very deserving students um, at HBCU schools, which is awesome.
0: That is fantastic. I hope it carries over to the game. Yeah. Um, your name has come up a lot in the Brock Purdy discourse. Yeah. Is that? Do you think your games are similar, or do you think that that's just kind of an easy comparison that people have made?
1: No, I, I think there's I think there's a lot of similarities. Um, first off, you know, here's a guy who not highly recruited, obviously. Um, most most six foot quarterbacks aren't. You know, people <laughs> people like to, to stick with the measurables, and, and obviously there's a lot more to playing the position than that. But he goes to a place like Iowa State, which I would I would compare that a lot to maybe my journey to Purdue, which was every time you step on the field. Most cases, you're the underdog, yes. right? In most cases, you're not you're not winning the beauty contest, um, and so you just develop a grit and a determination. And here's a guy who started 47 games in college. Um, that's a lot of football and being in a lot of competitive situations and a lot of situations where you know you are you are probably the underdog, and, and you've got to find a way to, 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 to win games and and play very very well and 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 inspire your team. And he obviously proved he could do that still falls to the last pick in the draft, right? Um, but then, I think for him, stepping into a really great organization, a very functional organization, a great offense with talent around him, and a great defense. Um, they always say that a quarterback's best friends are a great running game and a great defense. So obviously, he's he's had that, but um, I think he's handled this with such tremendous poise. Um, his skill set's very unique. I mean, that, that offense, that Shanahan offense, very much like ours with the Saints, it's timing, it's rhythm, uh, the pass game is an extension of the run game, meaning that, man, ball needs to get out of your hands on time, will take you know three, four, five yard completions in order to get in third and manageable situations, move the chains, ball control at times, that's okay. Um, he just executes it very, very well. You can tell he's very cerebral, knows where to go with the football, he's on time. I love his feet. Um, you just watch the base that he plays with at all times. Um, I can tell a lot about a quarterback and their confidence and their knowledge of what they're doing just based on what their feet are doing. Um, he's got all the traits.
0: What do Brock's feet tell you?
1: So, that tells me that he knows where he's going in his own time. Um, a lot of what they do is play action, it's based off their zone run game. Um, so, hey, it's back to the defense, you know, with a hard ball fake, but then, man, your eyes are up and your eyes are on a spot because you're trying to field defenders that might have been influenced by the run and you're throwing to that spot. And if that's not there, then where are your outlets? <laughs> and QB's best friends are knowing where your outlets are, right? Because that's how you avoid negative plays, avoid sacks. Um, and and find completions. And when those outlets are Christian McCaffrey on the edge or, (laughs) you know. Debo. Yeah, exactly. Then uh, those, you want the ball in the hands of your playmakers.
0: One of the things that a lot of 49er fans like about Brock, especially as compared to Jimmy Garoppolo, is that he seems to take doubles over singles. He's looking Mm -hmm. deeper first as opposed to looking at the check down first or the closest receiver to him. Is that something that you can develop over time or is that something that's just a natural part of your play style that you either have or you don't?
1: What's the confidence thing? I think your ability to stay locked in down the field and take advantage of those opportunities in large part is dependent upon your knowledge of where to go with the ball if that isn't there, right? So if you know in the back of your mind, hey, the worst thing that happens is I'm going to take this underneath completion or I'm going to kick it out to this wide route to Christian McCaffrey or even I'm just going to throw it away because I know where I can throw it away, then you're more apt to hang on something down the field, down the field, take the shot and deliver it accurately um, and you won't get, I think, as skittish. So. <clears throat> Every read is high to low, you know? So your eyes should always be high, always looking for the big play opportunity. And if it's not there, then we're gonna check it down. And our, our motto was, is don't be afraid to check it down, we'll just, come, we'll just call it again, you know? And I think you should be calling 10, 10 to 12 shot plays a game. Take them if they're there, if they're not, check it out.
0: A lot of Niner fans are a little nervous that Kyle Shanahan is gonna be his usual conservative self in the Super Bowl. You obviously played with Sean Payton, who had one of the most aggressive calls of all time with the mm-hmm. onside kick. Yeah. If you could give advice to Kyle, would you tell him to just do what he's done all year, or maybe, hey, maybe now is the time to get a little more aggressive?
1: Well, you know, <laughs> play to the strengths of your team, you know, and that's 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 what he's that's what he's done all year. <laughs> um, that, look, that offense, that, that Niners offense is explosive. I mean, they're explosive in the run game, they're explosive in the pass game, they got playmakers all over the field. So play fast, play with tempo. I think that's how you, we used to say, that's how you blitz the defense. You know, so you play with tempo. You Defenses have huge challenges, especially with an offense like the Niners, where, you know, how are they matching up, right? Especially in man-to-man situations, or all of a sudden you start flooding zones. How are we adjusting to that? The thing the Niners probably did before anybody else was, on every play is literally a shift and a motion, yes. right? so defensively it's how we adjust that shift how we adjust that motion all of a sudden the ball snapped and you catch him out of position boom so you don't have to do anything other than just being yourself play fast play within the system take completions move the ball down the field put it this way it's not a bad thing going on 13 14 play drives in this game against that KC defense why because you keep that other dude off the field right mahomes so that's that would be the strategy in my opinion
0: so let's flip it now to mahomes i mean all year it was oh this Chiefs offense is not that good and then they get to the playoffs and it's just like they have taken it to another yeah. level. Yeah. Why do you think they've been able to kind of flip that switch?
1: Um, Mahomes is, is playing at a really high level. Um, his ability to create plays when there's nothing there is uncanny. It's it's best in the league, if not best ever. Um and they they that's a culture of winning there, you know? And and we've seen it now a couple times where they have some pains during the regular season for whatever reason. They just don't look like themselves, or they're making uncharacteristic mistakes. But when it's time to, you know, kind of click in and 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 then be the ascending team that we know they are, that's that's what they become. Um, defensively, I think they're playing lights out right now. Yes. You look what they did against Lamar last week. Um, I think uh, Steve Spagnuolo, I have a ton of respect for. He was a defensive coordinator with the Saints when I was there for a year, so I know Spags have played against him a bunch. Um, Man, it's a, it's a tough defense to go against. Um, the scheme is really good. The blitz packages are really good. Um, and then, oh, by the way, if they just want to line up and play vanilla, they've got <laughs> some great pass rushers. They've got, you know, they're really talented in the back end. Um, linebackers fly around, so it's just a talented group. But um, but I think specifically to the Chiefs offense, um, look no further than Kelsey, right? He's, he's their guy. You got to disrupt him off the line of scrimmage or else He's going to catch 12 balls in this game, and he's going to destroy you. Don't let their best player beat you. Um, try to contain Mahomes in the pocket. It's not easy. Um, Good luck. And then you just got to hold up on the back end, right? Um, but I think that's where, if you'd say, maybe like, where are the matchup benefits for the, for the uh, Niners, their four-man rush can get after you, right? But you do have to contain Mahomes. Man, just take care of Kelsey because he'll beat you. And, and see if you, your your DBs can match up with the other guys and just hang on.
0: I was really surprised uh, after the AFC Championship game, Travis Kelsey said, our plan was to try and get up a couple of scores on the Ravens, because we think we could sort of take them out of their running game. Yeah. Do you Is that pressure real? Do you feel that when you're the team that's trailing, like, oh man, we really got to get going here because we're down early? Because it, it worked against Baltimore.
1: Well, there's, there's teams that you know can score very quickly, or or more built to to, to go two minute mode, up tempo mode. You know, Baltimore's not built that way. You know, ba- Baltimore's built to just wear you down yeah. over the course of a game. And um, so when you do get down by you know a few scores, if you're if you're an offense that's predicated on just pounding them in the run game, it's easy to become a little more <laughs> well. We got to air it out now, right? And yeah, that's. It's it's a bad place to be because then pass rushers pin their ears back and it's really hard on the outer line. Um, I don't think you know we, we, when 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 I was with the Saints, we we kind of knew that we could score. Yeah,
0: that was a dumb question asked. Guy that throws for five thousand we, we, yards. We, we, every we, year. we
1: knew we knew we could score, um, and we knew if somebody wanted to get into a shootout with us that that we could hang. Um, but ideally, you'd like to go on these these long drives, wear them down. I mean, look, your defense appreciates it.
0: You played, obviously, with Sean Payton. I've heard stories of some of the things that Sean Payton has done to motivate a team, like when he brought in the player's share of the Pro Bowl and he brought it in on a big pallet into the locker room. Do you have a Sean Payton, like, crazy motivational story for us?
1: Well, I mean, he would, he, he'd do all kinds of stuff. Um, like, if we, if we were on a win streak um, and, and he felt like the, the tendency, the, the human nature would be to get complacent or to, you know, feel like you've arrived, you know, everybody's patting you in the back telling you how good you are, he would, uh, he'd put mousetraps everywhere in the facility, like literally hanging from the ceiling, you know, uh, taped up on the drywall, like in your seats, you know, you'd watch out, you know, sit down on it. And, and you'd come in and you'd be like, what's up with the mousetraps, coach? And he'd be like, don't eat the cheese, right? <laughs> um, so that was, he, he'd, he'd have a bunch of little motivational tactics like that just to keep guys in check.
0: Speaking of Sean Payton, um, you guys obviously had a special relationship in New Orleans, he's obviously in Denver now. Yeah. It seems like things between he and Russell Wilson have kind of soured a little bit. What's your reaction to how things have gone there between Sean and Russ?
1: Well, I, I, think, we, I think we knew it was gonna be um, kind of those guys getting to know each other um, and seeing if, if the fit was there for, for the offense and what Sean wants to do. Um, certainly, the way that it kind of played out in the end, you know, you, you feel like they're moving on. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, that's—I think they're—I think they're a good team. I think they've got some talented players. Um, I think their ownership is is re- re- wanting to do whatever they can to, to to put that team in position to win um, and give Sean all the necessary resources he needs to to be successful. So uh, we'll see how it plays out this off season and what they, what they end up doing, but um, I'd venture to guess that they're gonna go to free agency or go to the draft to, to, to try to get the quarterback for the future.
0: Last question, uh, Jahari Evans, finalist yep. for the Pro Football Hall yep. of Fame. Make your pitch, why should Jahari be in the Hall of Fame?
1: Um, Jahari was one of the best teammates I ever could ask for. Um, he was a tone setter. You know, there's just, it, very few times do you have guys that are just true tone setters on your team. Um, whether that's, and J- Jari wasn't a, he wasn't a rah-rah guy. He was just a, he was a, he was a get the job done guy. But a guy who, there's not a guy who was more well liked, who was tougher, who would do more for his teammates. Um, and honestly, he was the best guard in football for about seven years straight.
0: It's a pretty uh, good argument.
1: Yeah, for, for an <laughs> offense that broke every record in history, right, so um, there's not a guy who's more deserving. He, he's just an outstanding human teammate um and he was one of the best representations of the New Orleans Saints.
0: Atari Evans yeah. and Patrick Willis we're hoping gets into Drew. That's right. Thank you very much and thanks to FedEx for, for hooking us up. We appreciate yeah, man. it. Thank you. You got it. This has been a Gold Standard Podcast Network Production, part of the Fans First Sports Network.